0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free.
1: Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
2: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Ooh, Jordan Morris, beard baby. Look at this handsome man. There is a man in this studio right now, and we are recording in real life here at the Maximum Fun World Headquarters on MacArthur Park in Los Angeles, California gorgeous face of hair right now and i'm wait, talking is about he behind me <laughs> oh, oh. oh no it's me i'm talking about my friend jordan morris yeah i'm taking a shot
0: at a beard for the first time in my 40 years uh-huh and this is baby's first beard it me i'm baby uh-huh I wait a minute
2: jordan where in the studio are you
0: sitting um hold on maybe i don't get where you're leading me Aren't you in the corner? <laughs> oh, I am in the corner. Yeah. What? I told you, baby's not supposed to be here. Yeah. It me, I'm baby. <laughs> yeah, I like this mixed character. Fine, <laughs> Patrick Swayze to help me get an abortion. <laughs> and then that, hold me
1: up. That's not what happened in the movie. It's is been a while not? since I've seen.
0: <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen
2: Roadhouse. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> our guest on the program already having inserted herself into it, but for appropriate reasons.
0: Uh, when you're at a certain caliber of guests, yeah. you don't have to wait till the bullshit is over. You're no. just in the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys are lucky. I, I'm not lighting up. I'm I'm that level of guest, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah.
2: Uh, our, our guest on the program, stand-up comic, comedy writer, beloved friend of ours. Now the podcaster behind a brand new podcast (laughs) that's about the public library video streaming service Canopy – Eliza Skinner. Hi, Eliza.
1: Hi, I am very niche. So we're going to talk about canopy soon. We're tabling <laughs> just, canopy for I now. I didn't even say you why are, to. Why
0: are you here on this broad appeal show <laughs> <laughs> in this four quadrant juggernaut?
1: I I came by to f- hear about the beard.
0: Yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> Your number one place for a recent beard chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have always avoided growing a beard. Why? Because I get so itchy. I'm oh. I'm a man who doesn't like to be itchy. Now. I know that most people don't like to be itchy.
1: Yeah, I don't know anybody who's like, bring on the itch.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Put me in a sweater and <laughs> roll me in the sand. Yeah, Daddy, make me itch. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a, I'm a nasty itch.
1: Step on my neck and make me itchy. Yeah, <laughs> <Like> some some
0: <laughs> tiny shards. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Ooh, leaves of
0: three. Gimme,
1: gimme, gimme. Num, <laughs>
0: gum, 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 gum. Leaves of three <laughs> on my balls. They'll be. <laughs> right. on my balls. Mm-hmm. they will be. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I know no one likes to be itchy, but I, I am. I think I am like pretty sensitive sensitive to stuff. Like I like, you know, I, I like my t-shirts to be soft and, you know, stuff like that.
2: Sensory sensitivities. This is not uncommon among those of us with highly tuned
0: brains.
1: Sure, exactly. Highly tuned. <laughs> That's yes. what I'll say. Yes. It's yeah. because
0: of my big brain that I don't like. To
1: Are you into. an earth sign? <laughs> uh... Yes. Are you a Taurus? I am a Taurus. That's what we do. We love a fabric. Yeah. You and me, you know? Sure. They say that we'll shop by touch. Is that why I love textiles? Are you a Taurus also? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, that's absolutely No bullshit. It. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, three Tauruses in one room? Oh, this my is going to get wild. We're
1: going to snack, sleep, and get luxurious. And?
0: Be really loyal friends. Yeah. Which I would say about the both of you. Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. Well.
2: <laughs>
1: Annoyingly incapable of lying.
2: <laughs> Before this podcast began, I betrayed each of you three what? times. Ooh. <laughs> that's where you got all those
0: pieces of silver. Uh,
1: I don't know. I appreciate the poetry of it. Yeah. I'm it not is that kind mad. It's appropriate. Love a
2: biblical illusion. <laughs> Very literary. You don't like to be itchy. No. Like, I'll say this just for your benefit, Eliza, because— I'm going to presume that the two of you have neither kissed. Now, I've kissed Jordan Morris.
1: Oh, I thought you meant at all. You meant each other.
2: (laughs) You were right the first time. (laughs) Still waiting.
1: Someday. Yeah.
2: It was quite some time ago. Someday I'll become married and can kiss. I do not remember what the circumstances were, but all I do remember about kissing Jordan is how itchy it was. For you, this Mr. Really mustache? Happen? Yeah, this really happened. I don't know. Maybe it was in our improv group in college or something. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I think I we truly, were- Truly, like when I say that sure. I don't remember, the only thing I, don't, I remember yeah. about it was it being itchy, mm-hmm. is genuinely true. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think Jordan, now Jordan, I think is the- I don't know if I've ever kissed another boy, mm-hmm. so it might be all boys are itchy. Eliza, you can speak to that as someone who's kissed a lot more boys than us.
1: Hey, wait a minute! You don't know. Maybe it was just one over okay. and over.
2: Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, uh, Sean Cassidy. They are.
1: It was Sean Cassidy. Yeah, they're 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 itchy. It's weird. Like when you first start dating some a, a dude, it, it'll be like sandpaper mouth, and then you just sort of get used to it. It's kind of like at the beginning of the season, like the beginning of uh, of summer. You finally get the bike out of the garage. You ride the bike around. And boy, the downstairs, it's like somebody took a baseball bat to the old puss. Oh, I
2: thought you meant riding the bike. It's easier to ride the bike upstairs.
1: No, no, no. No, I mean like your twat gets a beating from the first (laughs) bike ride of the season. You know, like as I was a kid. And then the next day after that for the rest of the season – you're fine.
2: I have a racing bicycle with a leather saddle, and I get a taint bruise like you wouldn't believe.
1: But to, but every time, or you get It you takes get used some to
2: it. time, and then yeah, I believe yeah. it. I believe it hardens up.
1: Yeah, it's the same same way with kissing uh, some stubble. Mm. The first time it's like ow, and then yeah, you kind of don't notice it anymore. It. What okay. happened to it? I don't know. My face hardened up or something.
2: Well, do you want to kiss more, Jordan? Is that the answer here? <laughs>
1: You brought in the kissing thing. Jordan didn't bring up kissing. Listen, I'm Jesse, I, I would like, just... I feel like the beard makes you want to kiss him, Jesse. Yeah, maybe. Is that where this he is going? He looks very
2: handsome old.
1: Listen, Jesse,
0: I would love to kiss you, but I'm trying to get a son over here. <laughs> Fair I'm trying enough. to get a son. I'm working on
2: it. This is my new catchphrase. So I'm trying
0: stuff. to get a son? Uh, I got to get a son, yeah.
2: Yeah. Jordan doesn't have a son, so he's working on
0: it. I'm working on oh, it.
2: Oh, boy. People like it when I say it? <laughs> Do they? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not enjoying I it. I do not need <laughs> Yeah, maybe they don't it. like it. I want to be clear here. I fucking love it. Yeah, Every well. time this happens, I get such a kick out of it. I've texted Jordan about how much I enjoy it. Daniel, thumbs up or thumbs down? What do you think about?
0: Daniel likes it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Daniel in the move. They're
1: sons. Of course they like it. Oh, that's a good yeah, point.
0: You're right. You're right. You're you're right. I need to, I need to ask I would, other can I pitch, children.
1: I'm trying to bake a baby. I'm trying
0: to yeah, I like it. See? That's a step up. Don't you dare punch up our I'm program. Trying to get a, I'm trying to get a baby baked. Yeah. Um, Can I give it a shot and see how it feels? Yeah. I'm trying to bake a baby.
1: <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm working on it. I want to order a pie from that place, you sure. know? Can I I've got another pitch, also. Yeah, I'm sure,
0: please. Because now
1: I've got the this um mental this cursed mental image of you guys smooching mm-hmm. in my head. And it's I'm, disgusting. Yeah, I'm hoping... would It's you con- super hot, would you first consider, of all. <laughs> oh, boy. Would you consider growing out the lower beard part, keeping the mustache part trim so that it would be sort of a perfect Velcro match oh, for you guys? Oh,
0: so Jesse's facial hair is...
1: He's got a bushy stash. Sure. And a tight crop Pringles on Pringles
0: logo-esque. Yeah. So, yeah, right. So saying, we you could, do the reverse. We could be a little puzzle.
1: Yeah. And then when you smooch, you Velcro and stick together. A
2: two-man puzzle. That would be nice. That would be nice. Right.
1: See, I have good ideas. These are great ideas.
2: I feel like we're on the set of an early Judd Apatow movie, and you're just off camera. You're Melissa McCarthy. And you're just giving us, you're giving us punched up. Line. It's like, give me something else, Melissa. Boom, boom, sure. boom, boom. I want to make right, a Seth baby. Rogen. Boom, boom, um, boom.
0: Try and get, get some
1: children out
2: there. Was
1: that what Melissa McCarthy was doing?
2: I don't know. Have you ever watched that thing where Melissa McCarthy, it's, I think it's from This Is 40, that scene that was so, so funny.
1: Look, I, I'm here to tell you, I enjoyed This Is 40. Sorry, everyone. You know who else does? Melissa Rivers. Really, I mean, at the time I I was working on Fashion Police when it it came out, and she was like, "You guys, I saw the funniest movie. It's like literally about our lives. (laughs) You have to see this movie." And I was like, "Okay," and I went to see it, and I was like, "That is not my life." (laughs) <laughs> uh, in many, many ways. Finally, someone got being a rich white person right. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that is about
2: me. It's about a bunch of people getting paid $15 a joke to write <laughs> jokes for Tom Rivers. <laughs>
1: oh, I wish we'd gotten that much. Boy, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's in This is 40. There's a scene where Melissa McCarthy is yelling at them and the extended cut of it. It's pretty extended in the movie and pretty solid gold throughout. And there's an extended cut that is still solid gold throughout because of how funny Melissa McCarthy is. And I just imagine that Melissa McCarthy is, the, is always the person off camera yelling alternate punchlines at them. In addition to Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. who's also very funny.
1: Yeah. And then also a lot of like not famous people who are ugly and you probably know.
2: Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> sure, yeah. a lot of uh, famous like, like me and Jordan. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we're not hey, too far from those. Gigs. Honestly, I've stood off camera and, and yelled alternate punchlines to people. Oh,
1: I, I I demanded a bunch of puppets say exactly what I said <laughs> immediately after I said it. Yeah, going back and watching Earth and Ed, Make I'm like, puppets say it. Oh my god, so much of this I was yelling at them. They yeah, like, ask her about ask her how much money she makes. Ask I
0: got her. I got to be there
2: for some of the yelling, and it was truly inspiring. <laughs>
1: Thank you. A lot, of, so a
2: lot of the funniest stuff those puppets say was yelled by really, you. You don't really need to punch up things that a puppeteer says,
1: though. Those are the most... They were, they were really funny people and very generous to have been like, yeah, I'll say what my boss tells me to say instead of, you know, throwing a, a fit about it, which some people, especially comedians, would do. Some, some might. Yeah. yeah. But no, they... Because they, with that show also, we had to like kind of string together this web of narrative and the interview that was happening at the time and the theme of that show.
2: And this was a talk show, a talk show featuring non-Muppet Jim Henson characters. Yes. Who hosted the talk show. They were
1: aliens.
2: And then re- uh, regular guests a re- on the Yes, show.
1: a human
2: And there was also, celebrity. as you said, a narrative element. Yeah. And Eliza, you were the head writer, and Jordan, you also wrote on the program.
1: Yes. But so that meant that I... I had to have, while they were in the moment with their interviews, I could also have my brain focused on all those other aspects and sure. be yelling things to be like, this will make sense when we edit this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. Say this thing. You <laughs> have to set up the death <laughs> ship that's coming in the next episode. You have to say that the death ship is yeah. coming.
1: remember Cornelius's planet was blown up before he existed. It's a long ago history right. he thing. he can't
0: talk about his planet. Yeah, I know, <laughs> having to yell not only joke alts, but continuity notes at people. Yeah, imaginary continuity notes. Yeah. <laughs> this will not be in the show. <laughs> it is in my head canon and it matters. Jordan, you got a beard now. Yeah. Oh sorry. I'm beard man. Yeah. What precipitated this? Itchiness? Yeah, so I want it to be more itchy. I'm a nasty itch sick freak little now. Itch boy. Yeah, I'm a sick little itch You're an boy. Itch baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, I want ants in my pants. <laughs> Put those ants in my pants.
1: Don't powder my bottom. (laughs) No,
0: add sand to the bottom. Ooh, get some beach sand and put it right into the bottom. So itchy. Ooh, itch. Anyway, so yeah, nasty itch freak. Uh, No, so I, uh, I think I've mentioned this on the show before that I was surprised that my because I usually shave pretty quick after I start getting stubbly again. Love to be
1: on your face, right? On my face. Yes.
2: Can I? I just offer one more itchy thing. Yeah. You buy all your sweaters at the. Military surplus store. There you go. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Very
0: very specific. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Melissa McCarthy. Everybody, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> the
0: Ghostbuster
1: herself. <laughs>
0: um, so also I, very funny movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> A lot of good old joke buster. Mm-hmm. So, joke makes me feel as, good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> makes me
1: feel bad. <laughs> About myself.
0: I feel mid. Mid, mm-hmm, mid mm-hmm. joke.
1: Okay, so... Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so I... So you a nasty uh, surpri- itch freak. I'm a nasty itch freak. I was surprised to find a little while back that when my facial hair came in, there was a little salt and pepper in it,
1: hmm.
0: and I kind of thought it looked cool. Hmm. And then I noticed it not too long ago, so I had some facial hair come in, a little salt and pepper, and I'm like, ooh... This is kind of like Pedro Pascal in The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which so facial hair was all that separated us previously. Yeah. yeah. We right. looked exactly alike other than facial hair. Sure. No, I kind of liked it. And you know, I just I I'm not a man who's changed how his he's looked that much in my life. You know, I got my hair started getting a little blonde when I started swimming. So that was like a change. It was kind of fun. Yeah. So I just I thought I would try it as a, as, as a guy whose vibe in presentation I would characterize as silly goose. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I would a, have said funky monkey. Funky monkey.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that funky monkey. Yeah. To look a little bit distinguished, I thought would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and sure maybe someone would tweet daddy at me at some point that would be fine i would i would be okay with that
2: be nice to get a daddy
0: tweet. be nice to get a daddy no but i just like looking a little distinguished i thought would be kind of neat and i would just see how it how it went
2: you know what someone tweeted at me hmm. gramps <laughs> yeah <laughs> step on me gramps somebody just tweeted nana at me
1: just the, just that word? Yeah,
2: just the word Nana. Nana. I had a
1: similar experience
2: to you when the gray started coming mm-hmm. into my beard, because there's a little bit of gray coming into my beard, <laughs> thanks to the stress for my children, their mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, boy. I Dave said, Barry? <laughs> are, are you on the show now? <laughs> I noticed the salt and pepper coming into my face, and you had said, you. we were like, I guess this is me and Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. I had the same experience. I said, "Look at this salt and pepper." I feel like I'm salt and pepper in the song "Shoop," right? In the song "Shoop," mm-hmm. salt and pepper song. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, was, yeah. Elijah, Melissa, any any punch for that? One? <laughs> I want to talk about Paddington. Yes. Okay, so there were two <laughs> topics
2: broached here. One possible topic. Dare was we waste Speard. another topic? The second was Paddington yeah. Bear. Now, if you don't know who Paddington Bear is, he's a Bear from Peru.
1: Paddington Bear. Paddington Bear. Silly Willy Willy no, all stuffed on. with fluff. Nope. It's Paddington, no? bear. No, Paddington <laughs> bear. He is
0: bear. not the
2: other bear. He <laughs> is this
0: one. <laughs> yep, yep, yep,
1: yep.
2: He's a bear who moves to England from Peru and loves marmalade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the colonialist aspects of his tale are somewhat but not entirely alighted by its more recent tellings. Sort of, but in the classic British sense, not entirely.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like in the more recent ones, do they even say specifically where he's from?
2: Yes, and there are a lot of scenes of various explorers in pith helmets
1: Oh, I just remember- who belong
2: to the explorer club in the movie that is not interrogated at all.
1: Yeah, I didn't remember that. I just remembered him eating marmalade sandwiches. Let me put it this way. A little better than Babar. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. My dad is British, so I grew up a big Paddington head. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was hardcore into Paddington. I have videos of me, a video of me as a kid being interviewed, and my dad is like, make a funny face, and... I'd like stick my tongue out and I was like, that's a Paddington face. Uh, I don't know what it means, but I feel like that's where my comedy started. Yeah, so you would
2: say that's the origin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be Melissa McCarthy today.
1: No, I'd be a little more esoteric. Sure.
0: Yeah. I should say it came up pre-show because I'm very late to this party, but I have been Paddington-pilled when it comes to the movies. There Mm. was a little while, I think it was maybe height of pandemic, Mm -hmm. where every third person was only doing online posts about how great Paddington was. And I was like, ah, "Come on, what are we, what are we doing, everybody? Really? Is it this can't a, possibly. It can't I'm possibly. Like,
2: I'm an adult man. Sure. Like, it's not that you should. I will watch be watching Teen Titans Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like any like, other father. Like a, gr- like a grown adult. <laughs> Once I bake that baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: love it.
1: Put two in the oven for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little dollop of ice
0: cream on top. Ooh. My six-year-old Frankie watches. A la mode. <laughs> my, my six-year-old
2: Frankie watches Teen Titan Go, and just the number of questions about confusions about what's going on mm-hmm. because of...
1: So it's more of a Teen Titans adult what's hum- going on? <laughs> adult humor in the,
2: in the program, just so baffled. But let's get back to Paddington. Bear.
1: Yes, so I sat down and watched
0: the Paddingtons recently, and I was like... What were the circumstances? Just looking for something to watch? You know, looking for something to maybe watch while I blaze. Yeah, sure. And they were hanging around. Trees? St- those are those them. And they... Oh,
1: I thought you said play. I'm...
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, blaze. Okay, I'm sorry. I should have right. enunciated. Uh, blaze. I get it. Code
1: for painting miniatures. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> I had my little Warhammer figs. Hell yeah. I had my tiny little paintbrush Sick, in my jeweler's bro. glass. <laughs> Might have just wanted something in the background. And Mr. Orc, your
2: hat shall be pink. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, Fuck. Everybody who tried to make this their personality was right. These are so funny and good, and they have that great, like, thing you don't see anymore, which is, like— live action kid acting like like kid movie acting you know now all like you know like most kids movies are animated so you don't get to see like a brendan gleason going kind of 1.5 big
1: yeah. oh adult acting in kid movies yes adult cool.
0: yeah. yeah i was like oh, i don't
1: like kid acting
0: yeah so the kids in it are pretty good but you know it this is really great these have been great just like to see a nicole kidman a brendan gleason go kind of big
1: you know so yeah love paddington as I said, I've always loved Paddington, so these these new ones didn't explode so much for me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this dude rocks. He's always rocked. Sure. My dog and I did go as Paddington and Phoenix Buchanan for Halloween this year. Wow. And that was very fun. But you're making me think I I've been rereading and rewatching a lot of the a lot of um fantasy like the movies and books about a lone kid that goes to a fantasy world. Yeah. Your uh, labyrinth, never ending story, even uh, Time Bandits, all it's. But the the books specifically are. The movies are great. The books are so good. Oh, yeah?
0: So good. I haven't, I'm read, like, a, I haven't read a Narnia. I read a lot of Narnia stuff. Yeah, as a me kid. too. I, I was
1: a huge Narnia fan. Are they like Do actually you know, good books? I've watched this on Canopy. Ooh. I watched a. Really fun documentary about C.S. Lewis. Uh He was very interesting. He had a very uh, unexpected life. So
0: uh, deeply religious man, right?
1: Well, he started out as a deeply uh, atheist. Oh, interesting. And he would like do uh, debates from an atheist point of view and then got convinced, I guess, and became very like academically religious. What if that's
2: what happened in a debate?
1: That you were like, like you, you made a great the, point. I, yep, I agree Now with you. I believe
2: that Christ <laughs> died for our sins. Like, what if at the end of, like, the Lincoln-Douglas debates, Douglas was like,
1: yeah, okay. Yeah, come can't argue with that. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> Become <laughs> <Okay>. president.
2: <laughs> You're president now. You
1: know what? I feel like it would be a lot more satisfying. I would be like...
0: Yeah, if someone uh, had to live their... Good. The loser had to live their life by the winner's code.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I No, I want the internal change. Them being like, you have changed me. Yeah. yeah. I, wow, I, I agree. Also, he he made a promise, a wartime promise to another soldier that if anything happened to him in battle, he would take care of his mother. Oh, wow. And that guy died. And so he went and found his mother and took care of her and like... Spent the rest. She she and her kid like lived with him when he was a professor, and they they lived out the rest of their life together. He, she was kind of like I think she kind of ran it as like a boarding house. Maybe I might be making that part up, but anyway, after why didn't the kid take care of the mother? Because the kid died. Oh 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 no, the kid was too little. Okay. The kid was was like younger. Okay. Um, so she's he's living with this, you know, doing this good deed. Living the with mother. The dad is
2: nineteen, and yes. the kid is it's like eleven, 11. exactly. Okay, got it. Okay. And
1: then the mom is like four. Pretty hot. Well, and he calls her mother, you know, so everybody gets the the, mm-hmm. the relationship. Obviously. They were fucking, yes, for sure. But nobody found out. call
0: somebody mother. You know what's going on. Nobody found
1: out until after he died.
0: Wow. Like,
1: they were like, what a nice guy. He's just doing a really generous thing. No, he's, like, in a relationship with this woman.
2: Was he also in a
1: non-wartime, dead, non-ghosts mom relationship? After she died, he started a relationship with a, a fan of his in America, a woman who was much younger than him, like 10, 15 years younger than him. And they, I think, like wrote letters and stuff. And finally met and they had there was a spark. And then that woman got diagnosed, I think, with cancer, something fatal. And so he married her before she died to be like... You You can die a
0: wedded woman, and it's her married woman's heaven. She was
1: already married to someone else. Wow. She, like, divorced him. to So the only people he had relationships with, the only women he had relationships with, were remarkably older, and remarkably younger than him.
2: Can I, do you mind if I do a quick dramatic reading? I was Googling that while you were. I was Googling their letters. Okay, cool. Before, do you mind if I do a dramatic reading of her first letter to him? Because she initiated the relationship. I believe so, yes. It says... My dearest Mr. Lewis, daddy. That's all it says there is just it says right. daddy.
1: Oh, it's creepy now. Yeah.
2: yeah. P.S. Convince kids that Turkish
0: delight tastes good.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. People <laughs> no, always would give me shit about reading Narnia books and they'd be like, you know that's super Christian. I'm like, it's not making me go to church, right. but it did lie to me about Turkish Delight. Yeah, that stuff's gross. That's the
0: real that's the real crime of those books.
1: That that made me eat soap.
0: Yeah, there is a like cranky atheist who loves to like gripe about Narnia and also tell you that the In N Out Cups have Bible verses on the bottom. Yeah, like Oh, oh you know the In N Out Cups have Bible verses on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay.
1: I know. I know. Cool. You know that there are like some non religious people who do terrible things. Sure. (laughs)
0: Like it doesn't matter. Please don't you have a magic show to rehearse with Teller?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh.
2: Anybody that's complaining about those Bible verses, you know what I say? Yeah, but they pulled off the fucking miracle of having Coke and Dr. Pepper at the same restaurant. Sure. (laughs) They probably have—do you have any idea how many beverage distributors they have to, like, grease the palms of to get Coke and Dr. Pepper into the same fountain? If they didn't believe in God, that would be Mr. Pibb. Exactly.
1: Also, the Bible verse in the bottom of the cup, like, that's a hilarious prank. It is. You just tell people, like, wow, you know, and there's a different Bible verse in every one. Did you check yours? What? They dump it out. You just dumped out your drink. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Jesus did that to you. Looks like you pissed your (laughs) pants
0: (laughs) thanks to JC. I
1: thought the
2: prank was that you're into Christ now.
1: Uh, well, it depends. You know, if you had already drunk everything out of the depends cup, who wins the fucking debate? Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I guess you wouldn't. You wouldn't look like a fool, so you might be like, "Awesome, this is great."
2: Now, Eliza, I have to ask you this: mm-hmm. Are you confident that those movies are good? Because my experience with those movies as an adult is that maybe they're not actually good.
1: I mean, the, it depends. Neverending Story, the book Neverending Story, might be my favorite book at this point, like of all time. And the movie.
2: Now, I love the of all of those movies, of
1: all of the movies
2: of 1986 to 1989. Wow. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all of the movies that, as an elder millennial, were childhood movies. Mm-hmm. Never Ending Stories absolutely was my favorite, but I have not watched it yeah. since since I was a child. Whereas I have watched Labyrinth.
1: Oh, I, I think Labyrinth definitely so holds I never
0: saw Labyrinth as a kid. I only watched it as an adult. And it is just a series of things that happen, but the things are all awesome.
1: Yeah, I, th- mm. I love them. Like, when, oh, man, when she's in the fake version of her room and covered in her own nostalgia, I'm like... Yeah, man, I get that. Sure. That's how a lot of us got through this uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Just rebuying old Happy Meal toys.
2: <laughs> the one I was the
1: fries <laughs> turn into a
2: robot.
1: It's okay now.
2: I feel okay. The one I was surprised that I did like as an adult, you know, I got kids, you know, so I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, I'm desperate to have them watch this instead of whatever Madagascar 7. But the one I was surprised that I did like was Return to Oz. <laughs> that is... I thought that was the, pretty good. The- are you joking? No, I enjoyed it.
1: Did you let your kids watch it?
2: No, that's the thing. It is terrifying. It, it terrified me as darkest, a child. the darkest,
1: the deepest dark. Do you know this movie?
2: Yeah, I have seen Return to Oz. I
0: saw it as a kid and don't remember too much other than it it scared me. It
1: starts with Dorothy like at, at the literally at the very end of uh, of yeah. Wizard of Oz, like she's woken up and Auntie Em and Uncle Henry, I guess. I don't remember who. Uncle Buck. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. They walk out of the room. She's like, and you, and you, and it was all, it all happened. Yeah. And they walk out and they're like, okay, okay, Dorothy. She's fucking crazy. She's lost her mind. And then they proceed to institutionalize her where she's going to get like steampunk ECT
0: yeah. And Ooh, I love an old-time mental asylum. That's my one of my favorite settings for
2: anything. There,
1: there's this this doctor's like, Yes, this is how we I built a machine. It'll zap <laughs> these <laughs> memories out of you.
2: It's really scary and upsetting. And then there's not I mean, like the
1: thing. That's before she even gets to us. Right, right. And then <laughs>
0: that's the Oz real is- world. Is that fucked
1: up?
2: Also Oz scary is and upsetting. Super
1: scary, super weird. And she she like cobbles together this like part couch part taxidermied head oh, monster. Now that is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like one of her friends and it's like, ah, what am I? And she's like, you're a thing we can ride on and get around here. It's mm. little it's pretty nightmarish. Okay. It's nightmarish from start to finish. But also Brian Henson's in it. Oh he, really? Yeah, he plays um Pumpkin Jack.
2: Really? Now I have that. to say I can do it all. I and when I as an adult watched Labyrinth, I was not into it. I apologize. There were some fun things that I liked, but I was not into it. I was surprised and disappointed that I wasn't that into Time Bandits either, which I loved wow. as a kid. I, I, didn't, time, I didn't hate it or anything. Whew, time and Bandits. I think part of my reaction to these things is I remembered how terrified I was of Return to Oz, about which I had nightmares until I was like 12.
1: It's nightmarish. It's also... Um a bulk is the kid. So, like, in case they were like, I don't know, should it be a scary version? Let's put the famous witch. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she wasn't yet the sure, witch. Sure. but like,
0: But no, I think by the time I saw
2: that movie, I knew her as the evil one from the craft.
1: Yes, exactly. So I
2: think maybe I was comparing it to that idea that I probably would hate this now. Whereas I think with Time Bandits, I was comparing it to having loved it. And there's definitely it's n- none of these are, like, horrible. I didn't hate any of these, but like Time Bandits, I think I was comparing to having loved it as a kid, and I found it real brown and creaky. And then with Labyrinth, I was kind
1: of, I was kind of bored. Uh, I love Labyrinth. I feel like Labyrinth holds up. I like it
2: when David Boy sings that funny song.
1: Don't watch Neverending Story because you will find there's very little plot there. What's in the movie of Neverending Story is about maybe a hundred pages of a 550 page book.
2: I oh, legitimately wow. don't remember anything about the entire movie other than that it was literally my favorite film. I think something interesting when you go back and watch movies
0: from then is like, oh, movies were only required to have plots very recently. <laughs> like movies, like the idea of a plot. And I think it's like sometimes you watch stuff now and you're like, oh, this is kind of formulaic. Yeah, this hits all the beats. But like back then no one was thinking about it and it could just yeah, be a I mean, series of things that
2: adaptation happened. Adaptation was a documentary about people discovering plots. Sure. Hmm.
1: So you didn't even like the end of Time Bandits when we meet God?
2: That was—it's all weird. My children actively hated it.
1: Well, of course, it's—I n- can't Is believe it's Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe that I ever let la- I can't believe anybody any child would ever like it. The, uh, what but... I loved
2: even more than Time Bandits is The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, which was my uh, like my other favorite movie that we rented over and over from Blockbuster. God knows what that is.
1: Well, at the at the end of Time Bandits, they meet God who who has kind of construct all of this. And God has this attitude of, like, yeah, we're going to murder everybody. I do that sometimes, whatever. And it's, like, just so matter-of-fact and kind of chilling that, like, right. when you get to the the climax of, like, and now it's God. And, and then he... He's- also a villain. There is no hero. <laughs> and then the kid, the main kid, goes home to see his parents. Well, I don't know. Is he doesn't kind a at spoiler, the end? Right? God
0: makes everyone pour an in and out soda on their crotch. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but it's just like so bleak. And I'm like, that's my DNA. And I understand why kids today wouldn't like it. And it, they don't. You don't. We don't need to have that in our DNA. But I got it. Mm-hmm. I got all
2: dark in my soul from these movies. I don't know how much of it is about how much they could afford certain kinds of film stock or whatever. But it has that same kind of quality that Holy Grail has, which is that you just feel like they shot all of it in a pile of brown wood. <laughs> like everything is this sort of vaguely grayish, dirty brown. I disagree. Brown. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, no. and and the cast is like, cra- I mean, Sean Connery and like, yeah, I, I like it. I okay. like it. You know, I, teach their I, I
2: feel like I'm I'm worried that I'm coming off more negative than I actually felt about it. Whereas I think it was it was hard for me to feel like I was two and a half stars to me now. You want to Titans was,
1: go. You want to like something a little bit more sure. artsy. So you, you know? do we,
0: Let's all go around <laughs> to end on a positive note. Let's all go around and say something from our childhood that Absolutely has held up does anyone have one off the dome
2: i mean the other favorite movie of mine when i was that age this is not interesting but was the princess bride which i probably watched five times with my children making them watch it each time and every time i'm like oh yeah fucking still fucking love this Mm -hmm. everything about it
1: yeah and if you're just saying a thing from our childhood uh the theme song to james bond jr still slaps
0: Oh right. There was a James Bond Jr., wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Oh, and he uh and the evil organization was Scum. And yes. it, what it, do you remember what Scum stood for?
1: No, but it, I always like to like when I when it pops into my head and I'm driving around, I like to laugh at the idea of James Bo- Brown James Brown. James Bond Jr. <laughs> James, James
2: Brown Jr. is a show I've been it. pitching. Right. <laughs> James Bond Jr. Little um, Sex Machine. <laughs> fighting uh
1: Valerie Solanus. Who is that? Oh, this from Scott, like the Scum Manifesto. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah.
2: It's a really complicated joke, to be fair.
1: Okay. I don't know that it is, but okay. <laughs> okay. I mean,
2: especially for this show. I mean, come on. That's true. That's fair. That is,
0: no, that is the place for this. You need to
2: get secret. Gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was James Bond Jr. an animated
1: program? Mm hmm. Okay. Bond, James Bond Jr. Nothing can stop him, but scum always tries. Young Bond cuts through each web of spice. He learned the game from his uncle James. Now he's eh, to the name. Wait. James Bond!
2: Is his father also named James? They might have had a complicated family. And the or uncle just sh- happened to be the one that had the intelligence experience. And the nephew wanted that instead of to go Look, into cobbling like his father James.
1: They were to... St- to solve world crises through espionage, not uh, these questions of juniors and sure. uncles. And come on, I'm priority. I did.
0: Well, I was wondering what scum stood for, and I actually Googled it. It was super cum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, no wonder I had to fight that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah. That's how you end up with baking a baby you didn't expect. Sure. Hey, you guys. What's want, in this oven? You know.
0: You guys want to uh, check the oven and then come back for a little
2: bit more? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica it's jordan jesse go i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy detective jordan the max fund drive right around the corner march 20th it begins we love it the show that we are launching only for maximum fund members you will hear one episode in the jordan jesse go feed This program might be the greatest work of which we are capable.
0: It's yes, it is the apex of our careers up till this point, and Nadir. Yeah, tis both. (laughs) Tis both apex and Nadir. Mm -hmm. Am I pronouncing that right? That's one
2: of those words I've only. Yeah, I think it might be one of. I think it might be that thing where like Latin is a dead language. You can say sui generis however you want. Oh
0: hell yeah. I don't know. Fuck yeah. I don't know. What say time whatever I, I, I want.
2: My old producer, Julia Smith, used to produce Bullseye and Judge John Hodgman. I was like, you took Latin in college. How do you say sui generis? She said, any way you want. Latin's a dead language. Oh yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's coming around yeah. the corner. So watch out for it. You'll be able to go to maximumfund.org slash join and become a member of Maximum Fund. And we hope you will. We're also going to have a really cool Maximum Fund announcement. I can't say what it is, but, but it's, it's going to really be cool. cool. It's really cool. Okay, we're also supported this week by the folks at Lumi Labs. They're the micro dosing folks.
0: Yeah. Microdosing with Lumi
2: Labs. It is terrific. Here's what they do. First of all, they have you turn on canopy. <laughs> After canopy is on,
0: here's what you do: you take a Lumi Labs microdose gummy and you get the perfect entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Yeah, no feeling ganked out of your mind because you you took an edible that was too strong. You don't want to get ganked. No, you got a podcast to do later. You got a <laughs> recap. You got to
2: take some notes about the plot.
0: Sure. Lumi Labs, the microdose gummies, they, you know entry-level dose of THC. They feel amazing. They're great for just before bed. They're great if you're doing a little creative work. They don't zonk the you out. Ice cream in your future. <laughs> yeah, sure. If you're thinking about that sweet, sweet ice cream, pop a Lumi Labs microdose gummy. Before you eat it,
2: they got full dose gummies too. If you want full dose gummies, sure. they got those too. But micro dose gummies is their specialty.
0: Yeah, and they taste great too. Not in the copy. I feel that it should be. the. Sometimes those edibles
2: can be real nasty. Yeah, well, marijuana is a type of grass, as far as I can tell. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so it's, it's basically cow food when you eat it, but they make it taste pretty good. Yeah,
0: really, really tasty. And boy, howdy, do they. Chill you out.
2: Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use code JJGO to get free shipping and 30% off your first order.
0: Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com,
2: code JJGO. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
1: Eliza Skinner, clankety car.
2: Now, yeah, Eliza. there it is. We Clankety car t-shirt still available? Yeah, I think it is still available at maxfunstore.com. I teased that we were going to talk about Canopy for a minute. This is not SpawnCon. We have not received. We wish to. Mm-hmm. We wish SpawnCon to. SpawnCon is the Todd McFarlane
0: convention. Yeah.
1: So,
0: <laughs> it's being held in probably Florida.
1: <laughs> Are there still Spawn fans out there?
0: I think Spawn is still a comic. I think Spawn fought Batman recently.
1: What? Yeah.
0: How did he meet Batman? Don't know. Con. Batman <laughs> yeah, it's goes Swan to Con. Con yeah. every year. He's
2: just a fucking
0: he's big fan. He's trying to fan. get John
2: Leguizamo's autograph. I mean, he's got
1: so much stuff in that cape. Just look around. Sure. You know? <laughs> Who knows what's
2: in there? <laughs> totally.
1: But you were saying.
2: I was imagining different stuff in in Batman's cape. <laughs> and one of them is an issue of uh, episode one of. God damn it. What was that? Oh, shit. No, I lost be worth it. it. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah. What was that called? What? Young Bloods? What was the.
1: Young Rob, Guns. Oh, young Rob Guns too?
0: Yeah, I think you are thinking of Young Blood. Wild Wild Cats? Wildcats. Wildcats is jinx. what I was thinking of. <laughs> Wildcats. Thank you. Early image jinx. Yeah, teeny tiny <laughs> waist. It got no feet. No feet, little waist. Great big hair. <laughs>
2: yeah. No feet, little waist. Can't lose. So you have a podcast called Nine Plays, 30 Days with our friend Brandon Bird, mm-hmm. our friend from college. I've heard. Mm-hmm. The painter of light himself. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Brandon Bird gave up painteroflight.com?
1: Yeah, he, he <laughs> no.
2: swiped it. He squatted on it from Thomas
0: Kincaid, I believe, yeah, the man who paints Kinkade. all the
2: lighthouses that you could buy at the mall. They're mm-hmm. like little cottages in the woods and they are so bad. Yeah, but I guess he squatted on that for a long time, but I guess he let it go. Yeah. you let it go out of a sense of a false sense of propriety. You mm. earned it, as far as I'm concerned. It would be you. great if
1: Thomas Kincaid had jerryorbotcar.com.
2: <laughs> 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 another delightful branded project. Brandon
0: Bird uh, I bet you are speaking to an audience of. Canopy fans. I don't think you need to explain the library viewing app to our audience. It's a audience, library
1: viewing app. But it's, it's a streaming app for movies and TV shows, video content that's connected to your library membership. In most places, some libraries have opted out of it, but it also goes through school libraries, so you can usually find some way around that. Anyway, it's free, and you get nine plays each month, and each month it sort of restarts. And so... Brandon and I both have, we were like Twitter friends and both kind of had the same anxiety coming to the end of each month about like using up your plays (laughs) um, and using them on something good or the delight of having a lot at the end of the month and being like, all right, this weekend I can watch four movies. (laughs) They don't roll over, right? They don't roll over. No, but I mean, it's free, you know, and it's got a really, really weird selection. So anyway, I asked Brandon to do this podcast with me and we've been working on it and it's been funny. That dude has a really good radio voice also. Yeah. He does. I was shocked
2: listening to Brandon Bird on the podcast. I was listening to the podcast today. It was like, man, my doofy friend Brandon Bird sounds pretty hot on the radio.
1: Yeah. Me and Megan, our producer, were both like, dang, you could be doing, like, audiobooks and stuff. And he was like, nah, no, why would I? And I'm then he'd, he'd...
2: focusing on putting posters in tubes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. What are the
0: best and worst things you've seen on Canopy for this show, okay. or ever?
1: So I think I was telling you uh, Albion, the Enchanted Stallion, is one of the worst. Mm-hmm. It's a strange fantasy vanity project with an amazing cast. I learned when I was a kid going to the video store, the, like, rental place— If you find a movie that has an amazing cast, like all your favorite people, and you've never heard of it, it probably is way worse (laughs) than a normal movie. Every time I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I love all of these guys. And I would watch it and be like, oh no, this is so stupid. Am I remembering
2: correctly? This movie has Richard Kind and Deborah Messing. Is Mm -hmm. that? mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Stephen Dorff. John Money. Here's the thing How
2: much money do you like if you're trying to get Stephen Dorff in your thing, it makes a lot of sense. Not because Stephen Dorff isn't good, but the man's just a working actor. Richard Kind, same story. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just out there trying to get a paycheck, doing their job, mm-hmm. right? And they were trying to maintain their upper middle class lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Here's my question: If you're Deborah Messing, your house is made out of money. Yeah, you were the star of a network television John sitcom. Cleese.
1: You heard where John Cleese is in it also. But I mean, John Cleese.
2: If John Cleese had been on Wings,
1: <laughs> then you'd be more. Impressed. I would be, be more
2: like, surprised that he had taken the job.
1: Yeah, th- that that was the big mystery with that. Especially after seeing the movie, we're like, how did this happen? So,
2: what kind of vanity project is it? Whose vanity are we talking about? The,
1: the director is also like the one of the leads. Of the film,
2: and the director is Vanity. For yeah, Vanity yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, so or she, Vanity Smurf. <laughs> it's actually a collab,
0: right? Vanity X Vanity.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I kind of looked up. I mean, I don't want to say everything that I said on the podcast, but I I kind of did some oh, we, sleuthing. we allow
0: podcast double dipping <laughs> okay, here. <laughs> I,
1: I kind of did some sleuthing about this lady's career and family, and my theory is that her mom got into the movie business just to finance her kids. this particular movie this particular yeah. and like other things also cuz it i from what i can tell her mom was like just a very successful businesswoman and now she's she's a producer listed on like all these award winning movies but it's more recent
2: so that's the worst one
1: yeah that was what's real the bad. best one so far i think style wars okay well, style sure. wars
2: is a fantastic movie i knew i used to know before he passed away i knew the director of that movie tony silver Star Wars is by far the best hip hop movie in my opinion. It's a
1: It's a great documentary. Even if you're I think even if you're not, I mean, I'm probably delusional because I'm into hip hop, but also very into graffiti. Like when I was a kid, I got a feature in our local newspaper on graffiti that they couldn't get. They couldn't find a reporter who would do who could do the story. And I'm like, I'm eleven. I write for the kids page. Can I do it? Did you write for the? Was there a kids page in yeah, the it was newspaper? The, the YV section. It was, What young, were your
0: other stories?
1: Um, Gosh, what were there? I don't even remember. That was the one that I was so proud of because it was like big. Sure. Um, Hard hitting. Yeah. I, I wish I could remember. Yeah. And everything else paled in comparison. The YV Young Virginian section.
2: Carry me back to Young Virginia. That's what I always say. <laughs> Um, I I can only write for the young virgin section. (laughs) Still can.
0: Not if you start baking that baby. I gotta bake that baby and get out of the YV section.
1: But it's also, Style Wars is a a great documentary. It makes such cool points without shoving any of them down your throat. I am not always a fan of cinema verite. And clearly they did. It's not quite verite. They they clearly have people answering questions that we, we don't see. But we don't have any kind of Narrator explaining it along and like connecting. oh well, there's, the well, there's says, a little bit of the beginning. They call themselves writers. That's true. They have at the beginning. But this of the was end.
2: like to think that this so, this is a documentary about primarily, not exclusively, but primarily graffiti writer culture in New York. And it came out in what, 1980 something? 1982?
1: Well, 1983, but it was filmed in largely 82 yeah. and so earlier.
2: So, this was made for public television in New York originally. And there's a feature cut and a 60-minute version of it. And it is so not patronizing. Like, the amount of not patronizing that this movie is, when you consider that it was made by two white dudes, Tony Silver and Henry Chalfant, who was a photographer. So Tony was the filmmaker, and Henry Chalfant had, like, been photographing graffiti for art galleries or whatever. Like, the amount of immense respect with like no pretending that these people are magical
1: no just let them tell their own story for better for worse too like and then they just decided who to juxtapose and who to put next to each other like I loved that they have Ed Koch talking about how graffiti is basic it's the same as pickpocketing it's this it's on the same level as shoplifting which like clearly it is it is not so they have him railing about how it's it's one of society's great ills. And then they cut to one of the writers and his mom in a kitchen. And the mom is listing why she doesn't want him doing it. And she's like, it's dangerous. There are people trying to work down there on those trains. He shouldn't be messing around while they're trying to work. I don't want him to get arrested. And it's like, well, all those reasons, the mom reasons are good reasons to not do graffiti. Right. also... Ed Koch reasons are bad. But Ed Koch
2: as he is basically doing a bad guy character from, like, a cartoon show, is so fucking amusing you, that you're, he like... He tells a story of, about, like, like,
1: how wolves don't eat people, so we should, like, get wolves get to attack and, these and kids. Like, and can I oh vote for him
2: for mayor right now? Oh, my God. I disagree with all of this, and I am on board with this man. Ed Koch in Star Wars is just the absolute purest distillation of, like... Only in New York where like a just a guy whose eccentricity and weirdness involves some yelling. And that is enough because he's so fucking delightful. I had no idea, by the way, that he was gay until recently. I only recently I think he didn't come
1: out until recently. I mean, there was all there were there were like rumors. He he actually
2: never came out, I I think, before he passed away. But it was he was out within his immediate social circle.
1: Yeah, I remember they would like make jokes on yeah. like SNL he and hated stuff. it is yeah. like
0: it is funny that if you were a kid who grew up in that time and you watched Letterman, you just heard a lot of jokes about who was the mayor of New York. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like,
1: I know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
2: Like, oh, sure. David Dinkins. Yeah, sure. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's let's talk Dink. <laughs> let's talk Dink.
1: But yeah. So the podcast ends up being a lot of like me. So far, it's been a lot of me making Brandon watch zombie movies, which he dislikes. And What zombie movies are on Canopy? Trained to Passant. Well, so, so we have them done by categories. So our producer picks four categories per month, and then we each pick a movie that goes along with it. So for one of our categories was Locomotion, Uh and we did Style Wars and Train to Busan.
2: Mm -hmm. It's a very topical subject because everybody—I just heard everybody's been doing a brand-new dance. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We said there would be no Kylie Minogue on the episode, sadly. Also, there was another one, um, The Girl with All the Gifts. Oh, I've heard that's great. Yeah, it was really good, and it's made me think a lot about why we're into fungus as a zombie cause
0: now. Yeah, we have, we're having a little fungus moment I as feel a like, culture. I
1: feel like we're we're we're. My theory is because our feet are all itchy. Well, my theory is, but ooh, <laughs> yeah. you're such a nasty itch, baby. Yeah. yeah, people are obsessed with
2: fungus, and among
1: us, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: sure, <laughs> that's sus. Mm-hmm.
0: Something you say playing that game, I think. Sussy boy, Sus.
1: I my theory is that it's about like not trusting our surroundings and like the surroundings that are supposed to be familiar, like your home, like what like if your home is rotting and you have mold around. I don't know. I'm working on this theory. It's anyway, good. It's got it's got, yeah, no, it's, no, got no. it's got no, it's got no. it's got a good no, foundation, no. like so, a house so with no mold. So we've done some z- zombie things and weird my weird picks, and then Brandon picks a lot of art films. So, you know, like
2: films about art because he's a fine artist sometimes or art films like they run at the art movie theater. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. So he does both. Yeah, it's a Uh, pretty fun,
1: pretty, pretty fun. My notes for one of the upcoming episodes, the first thing I wrote down was apologize to Brandon for making him watch porn. So we'll see how that one goes.
2: They got that on Canopy. I love it.
1: If it's that art house kind. Sure.
2: Speaking of pornography, Jordan, we've been asking our listeners to write in about their experiences Mm. on the internet right when they first got the internet. They write Eliza to jordanjessiego at (laughs) aol.com.
1: A real email address. Real
2: email address. Uh, Here's one. I believe the year was 2007, which would put me right around 14. And at the peak of my skateboard obsession, we had one family computer in our living room, which I was allowing LimeWire to absolutely riddle and ransack (laughs) with viruses in exchange for free episodes of weeds. Living in Alaska (laughs) at the time, our internet was rudimentary at best, and in order to find anything on LimeWire, I would have to submit a search before bed then return in the morning to select the best option, then download it for upwards of a week before I could enjoy it. Look, I'm not here to editorialize, but there had to be better choices than episodes of Weeds. Not that Weeds is a terrible show. (laughs) Just even then there was better prestige television. The Sopranos exists at this point.
1: Weeds was surprisingly sexy.
2: Well, and she was Maybe crazy hot in it. I'm, yeah, I'm not so gonna, I mean,
1: that's I, I think it was like yeah. not a show that people were like, oh, you can't watch was that because it's too porny." She, but kids would watch it and 14 and year olds would watch it and be like, oh, wait a minute. But yeah. were 14 year
2: olds <laughs> horny for her? Like, I feel like she was a primary like 14 uh,
1: year olds are, are horny that's sure. okay <laughs> it's not for they're anyone they're horny for it's like taken. shapes
2: of buildings
1: yeah it's horny buckshot <laughs> it's just like well, what is, what does my body sure. want a sawed off something. shotgun <laughs> also
2: I think when we were 14 we were all a little horny for Kevin Nealon <laughs>
1: Uh, no. One night... 17-year-olds are horny for everybody but Kevin Neal. One night, I was searching for
2: the skate video... Good news, Colin Quinn!
1: Yeah,
2: Uh, Both very funny. One night, I was searching for the skate video Mystery, Black and White. I did my normal routine, but I was woken up by my mother in the morning who informed me I was no longer allowed to use the internet. She had found my porn search. When I finally went to look... All of the top results read things like "naughty black nurse spanks white man back to health."
1: See, that sounds informative. See,
2: yeah, that, that could be on canopy.
1: That's about like life saving intervention.
2: I had to convince my older sister to explain to my mom how the internet worked so I could earn internet use back. <laughs> I, Thanks, big sis. I love a porn title that just says what's going on in the <laughs> thing, yeah. Yeah. even if it is medically
0: suspect. The I don't sister know, you can spank a white man back to health. The older sister spanks
2: the internet <laughs> privileges <laughs> back
1: to life. Do you guys remember there was like a building, some loft in New York, right around the the turn of the century, that had cameras set up all over it, and so it was just live streaming constantly. Oh,
2: it was like a house that you looked into.
1: Yeah, but it was, so it was like pre-influencer influencers, where it would just be like, you can watch them live in an expensive place. I remember seeing so many articles and stuff about it, and I was like, wow.
0: The future. This is where it's going. We're all going to be on
1: TV all the time. And then, and also thinking, how is there any money in this? And I was right.
0: But I feel (laughs) like, listen, the only thing you didn't they didn't foresee is they would have to be playing Minecraft. I think that's (laughs) the only thing that those trend pieces miss. Yeah,
1: and they don't want you to walk around. They want you to stay in one place. Right. Just look straight into the camera. We don't need to see your surroundings. The
2: real money is on a camera pointed at eaglets. Ooh, oh yeah, those yeah. are some good cams. I think one of like to spank those birds back to health. I think oh, the nasty. website <laughs> Justin TV, which was one of those, it was a guy who was live streaming his entire life, even when he was naked. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that became Twitch or something. Okay. I think that that one became something. That's that
1: the place with thing. the racist AI Seinfeld, right? Oh, it is. Yes.
0: yes. yes. I, oh, I didn't believe. I believe. Is he playing Counter Strike or? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I believe that the AI became transphobic. I don't know if. Oh, I thought but that. It, I think all AIs eventually become
2: all bad things, but.
1: Yeah, you're right. I think. It, I for some reason I thought that it was.
2: Uh, I mean, it. Seinfeld's probably transphobic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, any, not like actively hateful, but uncomfortable with sure, the idea. He's an old and old tell you tell sure, old rich it. comedy man, and, and yeah. he's uncomfortable with most things. It
1: seems sure. any old comedy man at least goes through the phase of yeah, being transphobic. Sure. You know,
2: yeah, just running it out there, seeing what comes back. Throw yeah. the nets, <laughs> and see what fish know, it brings. Tell me why I'm
1: wrong. Am I right? Oh, uh, that is why I'm wrong. Oh. I agree with you. End of debate.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I will no longer be moving to Austin. I have
1: learned here and Trans Yesbia. No, that's not. I'll say this for Jerry I'm Seinfeld. I'm getting tired instead. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you do your best work. <laughs> no. Now I'm running on fumes. It's going to get wild. <laughs> Daniel print up the Trans
0: Yesbia t-shirts. I'll
2: say this. I'll <laughs> say this for Jerry Seinfeld, co-creator of one of the greatest television programs of all time, the Seinfeld show. Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy that's into learning. This is the
1: theme to Seinfeld show. The
2: opening <laughs> <theme>, the <laughs> to Seinfeld show. See now, there's this is the theme to Paddington. A, <laughs> weirdly intense, deep cut that I get. I'm right there here you with
1: you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah.
2: I missed the Scum Manifesto, but I caught the Gary Shandling show. Valerie, Sol- okay, whatever. That <laughs> no, was great. You know that was really good. As
1: Bay Area guys, I figured you'd yeah, be down with Scum, but okay.
2: I know. I feel bad. Let's. That's
0: for super Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what does that stand for? Supercum? Mm-hmm. Let's do survival research laboratories humor. And then I'm right there with you. Let's do some SRL material. Now, you know this, Eliza. You've been on the show before, but we're really creative guys. <laughs> nope. And we think of great ideas for recurring segments on the show all the time. Right. You nope. tons of effort into loves. it. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just people calling in with some shit they wanted to tell us about and then naming it a segment.
1: Mm-hmm. This, this stuff that doesn't sound like something you'd do, yeah.
2: yeah. No, we're That's, show business professionals, not just Jordan, also me.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You, is that a shirt you have? <laughs> not just Jordan, also me? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Hey there, this is Jeff calling from the Chicagoan area about another notable sticker for your collection, driving behind a car with a bumper sticker that says, don't look at my bidonkadonk, spelled B-I for some reason. Um, and then it has a picture of a cartoon penguin. I don't. Great job.
0: Get it. Anyway. I get it. Love the show. Love
2: you guys. Bye. I can explain this one. Sure. A, a yeah. A bidonkadonk is a cross between a donk and a bidet. Oh, I thought
0: it was when it was an, a bisexual had a juicy ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought it was like a roadhouse kind of saloon for bisexual people, mm. but that might be a bi honky tonk. Yeah, <laughs> <thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> Why am should, I We should on go, this go to the show. next segment, right? We should we shut shut it just yeah. <laughs> bi
2: honky tonk. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan <laughs> Jesse's
1: La, 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 la. I hope they've got the bread bowl. Have you seen the bread bowl at this place? Mm -hmm. Good evening. Welcome to Maximum Fun. Have you been here before?
0: It's her first time.
1: Very good. Might I recommend our special? Oh, please. Can I interest you in the Max Fun Drive? I'm told they're cooking up something quite extraordinary this year. I've heard about this. With limited time thank you gifts for new and upgrading members? That's right. (laughs) We'll take it. How would you like your episodes?
0: Uh, Can I get them excellent with new boco on the side? Oh, are there live stream events? Absolutely. You know, if you're interested in events, meetup day is returning. What? Oh, you're gonna love meetup day. It's the best. Okay, let me make sure I have everything. Max Fun Drive 2023 with limited time thank you gifts, live stream events, meetup day, excellent episodes, and of course, new bonus content. Sounds perfect.
1: Great. We'll get it started and it'll be ready in two weeks, March 20th. Oh, can we also get a couple of waters? Of course. La, 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 la.
0: Where am I? On Maximum Fun. What do you want? A podcast miniseries about The Prisoner. Whose side are you on? That would be telling, but okay, I'm on my own side. It's one of my favorite ever TV shows. We want a podcast on it. A prisoner podcast. You won't get it. By hook or by crook, we will. Who are you? I'm Elliot Kalin. Who is number one? Jesse Thorne. But you are John Hodgman.
2: I am not a prisoner podcaster. I am a free man. (laughs) Are you
1: okay? (laughs) Elliot, are you all right? Okay, I'll watch it.
0: All four episodes of Be Potting You are out now.
2: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
1: Eliza Skinner, clankety car.
2: Eliza, so excited to have you on the program, as always. So exciting to listen to your show with Brandon Bird, Five for Fighting. Uh,
1: (laughs) Nine plays, 30 days.
2: Okay, thank you. (laughs) How to lose a podcast audience in 30 days, okay? I mean,
1: honestly, sure. (laughs)
2: I really, I was laughing. I was laughing my butt off in my car. Thank
1: you. It's a pleasant show. It's real pleasant. I
2: learned, and I learned about library content there as well. There you go. The content I could get from
1: Yeah, the support the library. I am st-
2: <laughs> genuinely really excited to learn that you can legally watch Style Wars other than on the special edition DVD. You couldn't watch it at all. Like, my mom had to order, like, a educational edition vhs tape that's how i watched it like five times in a row there's
1: all kinds of good stuff on there yeah, yeah. i mean i don't want to just list it all it but is it's... yeah it
0: is a place where you can watch gray gardens and also assault
1: on precinct 13 yeah i really enjoyed crypto zoo i just watched that oh sorry
2: what's crypto zoo? Is that about
1: crypto it's a an animated film about a zoo for cryptids in the bay area in the pretend bay area in nineteen like sixty seven Oh, And so there are these people that are, like, hunting for cryptids all over the place, but it's like, you know, it, so it, no, it gets into political stuff so through no, the lens no of cryptids. Bo- no board ape
2: content, though?
1: No, no, not that kind of crypto. Not oh, not boy. the Logan Paul what cryptid. Kind of,
2: what kind of apes?
1: No apes at all. More cryptids. Bathing apes? Or? No, um, like, uh Co- You know, Coco and... the
2: gorilla lived in Woodside. Mm.
1: <sighs> Coco the gorilla couldn't really talk.
2: Sort of. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you, Eliza's a cocoa you know what? truther.
1: I think we've talked about we, this. Yes, we, we have. Are. And I'm Eliza? on your side, Coco was. No fake. way. Co-
2: fucking Don't you dare. I, I've been cocoa you I have been Coco pilled. Don't you fucking I've been Coco Pilled. I'm was not interested it. in why. First of all, I'm not interested in whatever the fuck Eliza thinks about Coco the Gorilla, whatever her so-called fucking fake facts are about Coco the Gorilla. Number one. We all know that Coco Gorilla could talk. She used her hands. She talked to Mr. Rogers. She talked
1: to Robin Williams. Who don't speak sign language. Uh, Where are all the people who speak sign languages she would talk to? How do you Uh, know? Have uh, you ever tried to uh, talk uh,
2: sign language uh, to Mr. Rogers or Robin Williams? Frequently.
1: Wow. So.
0: I'm going to go as far as to say that. You
2: win, Mr. (laughs) I'll
0: go as far as to say not only did Coco not talk. But there has never been a gorilla. (laughs) Ever. Yeah. There's never been one.
1: Only big monkeys.
2: Thank Yes, some monkeys are big. Some monkeys get in accidents with threshers and lose (laughs) their tails. Exactly, thank you. Anytime you see uh, (laughs) a,
0: I'm making air quotes here, gorilla at the zoo, it's just a monkey who got into an accident with a thresher. A
1: silverback? What animals have silver backs? Thank
0: you, silver, the same thing collected by a Judas.
1: Wow.
2: Anyway. Three times I've betrayed you. <laughs> three times.
1: So I'm th- trying to figure out what kind of spinoff podcast I can have from this podcast already, and I'm. You got
0: to spin it off. You, you know, must spin I'm it thinking off. Thinking got to rota, it
1: either a podcast for my dog, uh-huh. hosted by my dog uh-huh. d- about the goings on in his neighborhood, yep, or a canape podcast oh, to go with canape. Little bites. Just, to just, have yeah, before dinner. where we just discuss little bites on a theme.
2: Eliza, I have bad news. What? If we make a Coco the Gorilla isn't a real podcast, we'll get really rich.
1: I've I, yeah. it, it was brought up on You're Wrong About.
0: If Coco the you, fake gorilla could somehow find Richard Simmons.
1: You know, I know a comedian who does speak ASL and applied for a job and they would not give it to her. Mm. Which they were famous for not actually hiring people who were fluent in ASL. Wait, you know a comedian? Hayden Crystal.
2: Who... Spoke or used communicated with ASL. Mm-hmm. Applied for a job to work with Coco the gorilla. Yes. Well, maybe the problem is the comedian is full of shit and isn't cool enough
1: to hang out with go Gorilla. She's very cool. And they didn't, I don't think that they, I don't think she says that they gave, they didn't give her the job because she spoke ASL, but I'm like, that's why. That's well, why. All say. ball
0: indeed. All ball. All yeah. ball indeed. She I'll named tell you her, this. She named,
1: the monkey named her, her cat All ball. First of all, it doesn't an, rhyme. It's an ape. It doesn't rhyme in sign ball. language.
2: Moshe Kasher, <laughs> Moshe Kasher never worked with Coco the gorilla. Moshe Kasher speaks ASL. Exactly. Maybe, maybe they don't hire comedians, which I think is probably a good policy for an animal sanctuary.
1: You're on the wrong side of history here, Jesse.
2: Yeah. Am I Strom thurmond this yeah. thing? Yeah. Jesse's going to
0: move to Austin where he can say whatever he wants to about Coco. <laughs> yeah, you can't tax
2: me to death.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I guess whatever supplements you're on are more important than the truth.
2: Jesus Christ. What other things <laughs> from the 80s are lies?
1: Well, vitamins are. Right? Whales
2: yeah. never needed to be saved. Nope. The whales have been fine the whole time. They're Tomatoes great. are better when they're not dried in the sun. I
1: mean, most of the women that were talked about were not pieces of shit.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <fair>. The <laughs> 80s. You can't have a family and a career. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, just because you are pretty doesn't mean you're a slut. Yeah. Y- who knows? Who knows? Hey, Besides the- that, all wisdom the whole decade. Yeah. But if we. Reagan, great policies. If we attack social services. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, the 80s. Ah. So anyway, my dog podcast. That'll be fun. Chardet, <laughs> Chardet
2: was good, though.
1: Do we say it? I feel like when I say her name, I don't want to hit the R that hard.
2: Well, that's the thing. So I'll say this. Mm -hmm. The thing about her is obviously her name is not Sade. We all agree that it is Sade. But on the album cover, on her debut album, there's a giant sticker. It's on the copy that I have that says Say Sade. Are you. Who put that sticker on there? You... Fucking the woman who trained Coco the gorilla. Now Whoa! that I think about it. There we go. The that clues have been there that... the
0: whole time. Okay. The girl landing
2: was fake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: Eliza yeah, that was Skinner's, <laughs> Eliza Skinner's podcast with our friend Brandon Bird is called Nine Days, 30 Plays. Uh, you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Daniel Zaffron is our producer. Our producer emeritus is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can find us on social media medias, maximumfun.reddit.com at jordan david morris at put.this.on on instagram facebook.com slash jordan jesse go check me out on goodreads and linkedin <laughs> check out jordan on linkedin he's not hiring anyone who can put the lie to his claims that coco the gorilla is real is the art the argument is just that coco the gorilla couldn't really talk not that coco the gorilla didn't exist
1: no well my argument is that she couldn't really talk okay. that she basically learned rudimentary training but it was mostly her interpreter saying that she was saying things, like claiming oh what what she just did means this complex thought. And I'm taking Jordan farther. Yeah, okay. Jordan is the one saying that she did not exist, nor do any apes.
2: My position is the courageous one. I'll say this. This <laughs> and is I'm what nuanced. This is what I think. <laughs> I think mm. that when they introduced that male gorilla and they were trying to get them to breed, actually they were fucking he was just an MLP master of pull out. Mm.
1: I don't remember that part of her story. She
2: had a boyfriend because she wanted to have a boyfriend. I don't think she... They brought her a man whore. All ball, if you know what I mean, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was the problem. She did get get sued for sexual harassment. Uh, All ball,
2: no shaft. Sure. (laughs) Classic. Okay. (laughs) Gotta cut in the thresher. Thank you, George. Check me out on Goodreads. Bye, honky-tonk. <laughs> and LinkedIn. <laughs> and LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll
1: hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.